This week on the Mountain Climbers podcast, my conversation with Simon Bridges continues. I often couldn't sleep when I did those. We talk about the media spectacle that nearly destroyed Simon Bridges' career. Would you be able to describe the moment where you first found out that Jamie Lee Ross was publicly naming you as corrupt? Mm. Then later, what's it like living with someone with a completely different political view? Is she, is think, she still you know, a lefty? I think in truth... And play finish the sentence. Simon Bridges procrastinates about... No questions unanswered and no questions off limits. You cannot hear Simon Bridges more honest than on the Mountain Climbers podcast next. Something that would have been an incredibly tough time and where that, that experience of gaining a tough skin would have been in October 2018 when when Jamie Lee Ross came out all guns blazing to bring you down and um, I just just often people I think forget that you know politicians and people in the public eye are a person and they've got a family around them and friends and all that kind of thing when that thing something like that happens what kind of effect does that have on the people around you like your family yeah I think you raise a really good point it's 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 not actually so much um, you know in the moment uh, as you're dealing with a very tough situation um, uh, myself that is the worry is others and mm. of course the thing about that is um, you know uh, my wife Natalie or you know uh, my mother or some such thing they aren't able to control it you know they're not there in the moment dealing with it and so there's a sense of um, um, a powerlessness in a sense that goes with that. Did you get much sleep during that time? Honestly, I, I've never had a problem in politics with sleep. It's a pretty mm-hmm. weird thing, actually, because when I was, you mentioned it, a Crown Prosecutor, I used to do jury trials, serious jury trials, the rapes, the murders, um, you know, the um, serious drug dealing cases, um, and um I often couldn't sleep when I did those. Um, they got into your head. You try to do justice for a victim. Mm. Um, and uh, you, you knew then that um, the wrong phrase or way of doing it um, could have a serious effect on the case. Indeed, you know, you might, um, in fact, succeed and then because you'd got it wrong, uh, be appealed in, a, in an appeal court. Uh, and so... I would often not sleep um, well in those days. Weirdly, in a way, because I think people would say, oh, well, this is a tough job, harder. Um, I, I've always slept like a baby as a, as a politician. Really? Even yeah. during that time yeah, with Jamie absolutely. Lee Ross? A- absolutely. And maybe it's because it's you know it's long hours anyway, and you're just yeah. literally very tired at the end <laughs> of a, a, a long day. But no, I've never had an issue with, with that. Would you be able to describe the moment where you first found out that Jamie Lee Ross was publicly naming you as corrupt and having those secret recordings? Yeah, I'm trying to recall. Look, actually what had happened on that um, moment was that uh, I was in uh, our caucus um, where we were uh, 55 MPs there in, in a meeting room. And so I came out to the news of what he was saying um, you know, and uh, what was, you know, I think um, those journalists around him would say is one of the most remarkable, remarkable moments in, in <laughs> parliamentary kind of um, history, really, for uh, unbelievable kind of um, occurrences. Um, I, I genuinely can't recall what I felt at that time, um, because I think, you know, it goes back to what you're earlier saying, or just 
in the moment dealing with what we had to deal with. But mm. what did you I, first think? I, I wouldn't overplay it. You know, I wouldn't say that. Um, you know, whilst in a sense it's a public. Um, um, falling out and problem. Mm. I think it's also true to say, Duncan, that um, in politics, as leader of a big political party, you're often dealing with complex situations and and issues. Um, you know, not at that level. Um, that was very goodness, complex. <laughs> but but you know, you, you're constantly and so it's a bit like what I said to you about experience over um, uh, media and criticism. You know, you do build the resilience. Um, and uh, it was tough, no doubt. I mean, mm. important thing I think sometimes is it's not even so much the what; it's the it's the what you do with it and where you come out. And I'm uh, very proud that, looking back on it, um, you know, we we dealt with that stuff as a team. We came out of it strong, and we got back on to focusing about things that New Zealanders wanted us to. What do you think is the greatest thing that that experience taught you? Um, I think it's what I just, yeah, I think it's really what I was saying to you, but let me sort of put it in a slightly different way. It's not the what, it's not what you're dealing with, it's 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 sort of how did that, um, you did come it teach through. you that? So yeah. You didn't know that before? Well, you know, I, I suppose I just, you know, um, it, it gave me an inner confidence. Actually, I can deal with anything. It gave you um, confidence? That experience gave you confidence? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Um, a, a real inner confidence that, you know, um, tough issues come along. But, um, you know, you, you, if you've got an inner resilience, um, you, you can definitely get through it and actually come out the other side stronger. You know, I think in many ways, you look at the National Party uh, and my leadership. Um, you know, I'd follow John Key and Bill English. And mm. there's a sense of, um, you, you know, we, we're popular. Nearly half New Zealanders um, wanted us to be the government and support us, and you can sort of cruise along in that. This event, a series of events, you know, is a bit of a jolt in a way to to show me that it's it's uh, I'm able to do things the way I want, um, and and uh, and be my own uh, man. Mm. I dealt with that difficult situation. Uh, and and I could do it again if I needed to. Is there something that other people looking in from the outside could learn from from that experience? Can't control what other people do, but you can control how you behave and react. And I, I know at, at all moments of that um, I did the right thing. Uh, the National Party did the right thing. And the truth came out, I think, about that over time. And then we moved on and we were able to... Um, get beyond it, back onto the things that matter to New Zealanders. Mm. Final question on that. Have you actually listened to the tapes or listened to the press recordings? Yeah, sure. I, I know. You did. In truth, I haven't listened to that um, media event you're talking about. I don't okay. sit down. I mean, it's is very good? long, isn't it? It is quite long, but that would have been quite a tough thing to do if you had. Oh, it wasn't that. I, it's just an hour and a half of my life I wouldn't get back. <laughs> really? You know? And I okay. just don't think there would be any lessons in it for me. But even um, during that time, just to to get a gauge of what is actually going on, you didn't think to, to watch it? No, because what does also happen as well is you just get all the media reportage of it. So, you know, I got a flavour. Okay. And, um, you know, that that is that. Hmm. All right, moving on to your family now. Um, there's a, a quote from your advert. Um, right. The, 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 I love the title, by the way, New Team, New Ideas, New Zealand. Very yeah. clever. Um, so you said on there... 
I pay my way through uni with odd jobs, gardening, stacking shelves, waiting tables. Graduated with honours, went to Oxford. That's where I met Natalie. Fell in love with a lefty. Yeah. And I was shocked, <laughs> absolutely shocked to hear that. Obviously, you haven't changed. Has she now <laughs> Has she now come to the other yeah, side? Possibly a bit, but I mean, look, you know, I... I um, I have plenty of friends of all manner of political persuasions. I think it's a great tragedy in life if um, you can't be friends with someone who has a different political view. And you see that around the world, actually. People you know, in America start living in suburbs where people only have their views, and it's it's all... You know that's 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 too much. I think it's um, get into a, a bit a real, of a bubble. Eh? Yeah, it's a yeah. real shame if people sort of feel that way. Um, look, I think there's just no doubt when you're living day in day out with a uh, with a national party member of parliament <laughs> and uh, now the leader um, that has an effect. And uh, you know, I think national Natalie always had. The, um, the the core values that I would say national party values around aspiration and getting ahead and um, do, doing your best and compassion. Um, is she, is think, she still you know, a lefty? I think in truth now um, she she's no longer a lefty. I'd be very disappointed <laughs> if she wasn't giving both myself and the national party who votes at the next election. I was going to just about to ask that. Uh-huh. Would she vote for you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Obviously, I'll never know for sure because I don't get in that secret ballot um, to see. But you, you'd certainly hope so. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the, our final segment now, um, Simon. I'd just like you to finish the sentence. So Simon Bridges procrastinates about... What to wear in the morning? What to wear? Yeah, but it's just a suit. Isn't yeah, well, it the that's, same thing that's every good. Day? You know, Barack Obama only has, um, I think, two suits, kinds of suits. They're all the same color, uh, same shirts. You know, to reduce the um, decision-making problems and the procrastination. <laughs> I've done a bit of that, but look, you know, some days I don't wear a suit and uh, I can muck around a bit um, on, on those things. So it's it's probably not the big things I procrastinate on. It's probably the those day-to-day things. <laughs> yeah, do you think that's because it matters what people think of you? I think it's probably because, you know... Um, I'm so often thinking about things that affect New Zealanders, policy issues. Um, something smaller like, you know, what time I'm going to wear <laughs> can trip me up. Really? Wow. That's very fascinating. Very interesting. Simon Bridges is still learning too. Oh, look, I know this. There's so many things. I'm, I'm speak uh, today. Um, I'm, I'm trying hard to have uh, a better fluency um, with Māori um, and that's been something I've been thinking and doing a little on for a while now. Do um, you get lessons? Uh, n- no, but I have some okay. books, um, I have some uh, <laughs> friends, some colleagues um, and so, you know, it's it's very patchy but that would be one thing. One thing you're still learning to do. Simon Bridges wants his legacy to be... Uh, making New Zealand a better, more prosperous place. Um, that That is, you know, literally one of, if not the best place to live in the world. Mm. All right. It's been so great uh, spending the time with you today, Simon. Thank you so much for being here. I've got, oh, thank you. I've got one last question before you go. Have you reached the mountaintop? <laughs> no. And the thing about that anyway is I don't know if 
even if you do, you don't really know the top of the mountain unless you've had the valleys as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, one day it might be at the top of the mountain, the next day you might be coming down. Uh, but uh, it's a journey and um, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Do you think you'll ever get to the mountain top? Yeah, or is po- it always something possibly that's aspirational? Not. Possibly not. Mm. I don't know if you do in politics. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, there's always more. There's always more progress and more that can be done to make a life better for New Zealanders. Mm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Simon. Hey, See you, you later. Next week on the Mountain Climbers podcast, Marcus Hassler, the CEO of Mrs. Higgins, the Kiwi business with over 250 product lines and an annual revenue of $10 million. Wow, that is really impressive because I've met a lot of people who are not like that at all. How do you then say no or draw the line in the sand in an empathetic way? We talk about leadership, how to employ the right people and how you can create a culture of community. Then later, what do you think has been the greatest challenge in in your life? We have got a special needs daughter. You don't always choose your cup, but you've got to drink it, and she gives us great joy in life. What do you think's the greatest lesson that Deborah has taught you? To be patient. The Mountain Climbers podcast continues next week. Thanks, Windsor Creative, for helping make the Mountain Climbers podcast possible. Visit www.windsorcreative.org.nz to discover more about Windsor Creative. That's www.windsorcreative.org.nz.